you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And we back. Thank y'all for tuning in. For this week's episode, I'm Peanut. And as always, I got my trusty guy, Rome, with me. What's up? Well, I wouldn't say it's just an episode. This is a whole experience right now. I'm in and before we jump into this experience, all right, I want to first of all thank all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, can you? I want to make sure you guys give us a follow, a rating, and a review wherever you listen to your podcast at, yeah. whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get it. So, with all that being said, thank you again. And let's set the scene right now, Peanut. We are at Super Bowl 57, Radio Row. This is my first time. I've been I'm, here numerous times. Never done Radio Row. This is my first time. It's kind of cool. It's early. It's kind of weird. I don't like how security keeps checking my freaking badge. You are getting but a little... Is, it, gets my, it gets me a little peeve. chapped. Yeah. I'm a little chapped about yeah. this. All right? But we're going to get over it, and uh, we're going to move on. So Kansas City versus Philadelphia. It's already Super Bowl 57, Peanut. It's three days, six hours, and 50 minutes until the game. I'm excited. Who you got? How I got. Did you, how did you know? There's oh, a big a, screen, a, a screen right like, there that has. How did you know that? that oh was yeah. so impressed. I'm a, I'm a math guy. I'm a math guy. I went. <laughs> I to, really did. I went it. to the University of Louisiana Lafayette. Like we math all day. And for people That's that don't know, for. it is a huge screen right here in front of us that I did not see until right now. And Peanut is correct. Uh, everything at UL is pretty good because I just found out last night that Peanut was actually part of the Student Government Association at UL. This man is uh, pretty big time. He has his college ring on, which everybody gets confused for a Super Bowl championship ring. I let them know it, it's not a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, I, if they I, really I, looked at the details, they would know that. I, I just not... say it's, it's a college ring, whatever. <laughs> Did you, do you have a college ring, a national championship ring at uh, University of Alabama? <clears throat> no, we stunk when I was there. Okay. Peanut, you know this. and uh, But I do... Have the real ring, so I'm um, the one that really. I'm matters. 0 for two. I'm 0 for two. Well, I didn't want to go there. I was going to kind of let yeah. it just kind of happen over cool. time. That uh, we talk about, you know, this is Super Bowl 57. Peanut has been to two Super Bowls. I have two. I'm 0 for two. You're one and one. We uh, lost one together. Yeah, and uh, you take all the steam off all my jokes when you say it first. But yes, Peanut is 0 for two. <laughs> I am one of one. I hate you so much. <laughs> I try not to bring it up because I don't think I would lose the Super Bowl if you weren't on my team. But I would much rather you be on my team and me get to know if you. If I would have played in the second one, I think we could have won it. I mean, if I, I started, played, I started all. Yeah. If I would have played, I think we would have won. Yeah. But we got some. Uh, we got some important guests, you know, lined up this week. We got some. We got some stuff today. We got some stuff tomorrow. Uh, we got Deion Sanders coming on. Uh, Brian Dawkins, uh, one of my former teammates, uh, Brandon Marshall. We got a whole crew of people lined up, so y'all got to stay tuned in, and it's going to be – we got some good stuff coming. I can't wait to – you know, number one, I still don't know how to address Dion, whether it's Prime, Coach Prime, Dion, Mr. – I mean, he's so legendary. 
He is what every DB looked up to. I, he's literally on my wall. I think and I just call him Dion. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm still kind of nervous. But anyways. Not, I, so when I meet Hall of Famers, I get really nervous. Yeah. That was probably about the most normal I've been. <laughs> you know, like I'm, yeah, I just, I get nervous. I'm like, man, this, this, is, a gold, this is a gold jacket. I know people get nervous with like Rihanna and all, man. Gold jacket ain't but a hundred, three hundred, something like that. So imagine Peanut when you get the call, because I'll be there. Um, not in the Hall of Fame, but when you get the call for you to go to Hall <laughs> I, of Fame, I hopefully. Hope so. Will you be nervous when you look at yourself in the mirror? Like, dang, like look at that guy. Like, are you gonna practice it? Are you gonna wear it? Or like my coat? Yeah, I'm wearing my coat to go to the gas station. You should. I'm. It's. it's I'm. I'm gonna wear that thing in the middle of damn January in Chicago. Is I'm gonna go sick? get some gas in my coat. Like I'm, I am we not taking that thing off. Record all I'm of not this. taking it off for a year. They, oh, yeah. They're gonna have to give me multiple. I'm, I'm wearing it with. I got my coat on right now. I also want to know: Do they, um, when you get a gold jacket, like, do you just take that to the cleaners? Do you ever get it dirty? Do you, do you ever do things where all these these things would happen? I, I think that's yeah. a very. Uh, a good question. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out at some point in time. Well, anyways, I'm looking forward to it. Today we're going to, it is Thursday before the Super Bowl. We're going to have a special episode released today. We're going to release another one uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. And then we're also going to release one on Saturday before the Super Bowl. So three episodes coming up for you. Uh, we're very thankful. Can't wait to get all these guests out here. It's going to be a great time. And uh, I'm going to enjoy Radio Row for my first time. So me and Peanut, let's go and get it. And uh, let's have a good time, bro. And stay tuned because we got Dion coming up. We're joined by Hall of Fame NFL cornerback and now head football coach of the University of Colorado, Mr. Dion Sanders. Man, it's good to be here. I've Prime, been watching y'all. On? You know I watch y'all now. I watch you do your thing. We, hey, man, we, yeah. we trying to follow suit, you know. I, we appreciate it. First of all, let's just be honest. If you're a defensive back in the world at any point in time that's my age or probably younger now, that you look up to Deion Sanders. Oh, you're on my Without wall. A doubt. You are You are the man. You are. I had to shoot. The Hall of Fame. I had the shoes. I got I them in my closet. I got them. I had them. And we I got trying the to bring them back right now. Yeah. Boy. I got the red and white when, when you had there. them in San Francisco. Yes. I thought that was the best color combo out of all of them. I, I like that. Some really hot ones. Yeah. And I didn't do the strap either. I would not strap you them You would in. not strap them up. I would not. You was but, lame if you strapped it. Completely. Well, you know, the strap was because we had, I used to spat. We all spat. Yeah. Coming up. So that accentuated the, the spat. So it was always a purpose to everything. I use it for basketball shoes, though. That was that was my thing. I use it for basketball. But I ain't even playing mine. I bought mine when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> I ain't did nothing to them. And they was too big. You know how you bought them in junior high? Yeah, you your feet going to grow? Yeah. And it just, I, you just never I just hung, I hung on to them, though. It's all good, though. But uh, Prime, I would, uh, can we call you Prime? Hey, Prime anything Dion, you want. Y'all family, you. man. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. All right, this is a question that uh, a lot of people on the outside want to know, and I would love to know your opinion, too, because it's something about when you talk to more old-school guys in football uh-huh. versus new-school guys getting yeah. credit and this, that, and other. Who are your top five defensive players of Man, all time? I'm not getting in into order. That. I'm not getting into that <laughs> because somebody's going to be sensitive. Because when I said they get sensitive, that's why I've never ranked DBs. Yeah. I okay. never ranked I, – I do like 
LT's list. I think it's I'm misguided. I'm glad you brought that up. It's yeah, misguided that... where I stand. <laughs> <That's it. That's laughs> but I do like you. it. I do like it. That's why we asked you because LT said number one was LT. Yeah, of course. All right. Of course. <laughs> Which I hope you would put yourself one. Yes. Number two was Reggie White. Yes. Three, Deacon Jones. Then he had four, Deion Sanders. And then five, Ronnie Lott. So at least you were the first defensive I, I li- back. Yeah, I like that. I, I... Shoot. It's, man... Just thinking about these type of players, it's some guys that really change. First of all, you can't get on the list unless you really change the game. Change the game. You yeah. got to change the game. Mel Blunt, ooh, for us, yeah. Come on, man. Mel Blunt, he was a dog. He changed the game. He was a dog. They they changed the rules because yeah. of Mel Blunt, his physicality. Man, shoot, that's who y'all were. You yeah. know, y'all were Mel Blunts. <laughs> you know, punching. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what Peanut does. All right. So, <laughs> I I gotta just know. Because now you see, uh, I got to go off the go off a little bit. Now mm-hmm. Tiffany's is trying to do a little whistle thing. Okay, a see? whistle thing. Yeah, they're trying to bring out a whistle as a necklace. Now oh. they don't know yeah. who did it first. They, yes, they do. I won't know. <laughs> I want you to sure tell the do. people who did it first. <laughs> yeah, I did it okay. because as a coach, you got to wear your whistle. Right. I don't know how you coach without a whistle. I've been wearing my whistles ever since my, my boys are young. And I said, you know what? I'm I'm coach now. I'm, I'm validated like the like the check on the gram. I'm validated <laughs> as a coach now. I got to take the whistle to another level. I hear that. So yeah. I put you know the gold whistle with the diamonds in it. I like that. That with insinuating his coach. Diamonds right? in it. Yeah, with I'll, the diamonds in the side. Now, Prime. Here's another question. Now I want you to give us a deep dive in just in who you are and mm-hmm. what you want your legacy to be as a coach. Mm. As a All coach, right. I'm yes. glad you said that. Is it what? Is it getting guys to the league? Is it getting guys paid? Um, is it graduating all your players? Like, what exactly do you I'm want? I'm defined differently, going, You know, is it? If I win a national championship, I'm sorry. When? When I win a there national championship? I caught that. And we don't graduate 97 percent of our kids that I win. So, it, when we win a national championship, 97 percent of your kids graduate, but 15 of them are having kids. You know, before marriage, and mm-hmm. un, you know they, they're not ready to be fathers. Did I win? Yeah, it's so many different aspects of mm-hmm. winning. You got to really seriously take a look at that. And mine is is like the wholeness of a person. I want these guys to win on the field, off the field, in the community, and at home, um, as well as in the classroom. That's a win for me. So it's it's the entire man to, to develop the entire human being to get him to the next level that he can't yeah. even fathom right now. Yeah, that's a win. Yeah. And it's next level in life, not even yes. just. 95% of these kids ain't going to pros. I know, so true. So our focus is on the 95. Right. Yeah. The five got this. Five, y'all got, y'all had this. Yeah. yeah. I got to make sure I put my efforts in my staff and my team to make sure that 95 is ready for the world. Now, when did you, I know at some point you said you realized it was too much like getting shined on yourself. Mm-hmm. And you made the conscious decision to try to shine, or not, excuse me, try, to shine light on others. At what moment in time or in, in your life did you make that decision? It, it's always been like that, honestly, because I understand I had to build a brand to make sure I take care of my mother and secure my mother for the rest of the life that yeah. I got promised her when I was seven. But in the journey of building that, I've always looked out for this one or that one or this one or the family or this one. I've always done that with my teammates as well as the community. I've always been that way, but yeah. people don't want to hear that when you prime. Right. They want prime. They didn't want Dion. No. So that's the dichotomy of that. I got you. So uh, tell us what you're uh, doing with Oikos. Oh, first of all, I'm excited. I'm happy. 
um, elated that this is our second year straight. We've yeah. had a Super Bowl commercial, but we up to Annie because this year it involves the entire family. Okay. Not just my mama and my son, who's the quarterback, mm-hmm. but my other son, my daughter, my sister. And it's something that we always do. We compete. You know, we compete. Yeah. Families compete. Gotcha. You know, and that's what we're doing. So we're we're competing right now. And I'm happy that we found a brand that could just take who we are and what we are and how we are and turn it into a commercial, especially for Super Bowl in an African-American family of death. That's what's up. I, I like know. that. I love that. And love not only that, but I just wish you to say it. I got mama and, all, mama and them. Oh, I just said that. You know, I was trying to. I was trying to be right. It up. Yeah, y'all are so articulate. I'm trying to clean it up. You know, y'all ain't just regular DBs. I've been both. I've been saying both all day. I'm yeah, like, here's yeah. both of them. That's that Florida. Yeah, that's y'all a, know that's the both, Florida. Both of them. Yeah. A, yeah. My guy writes like I talk. So, <laughs> you know what? I, and this is the last thing. And I, I got to be selfish here because I said this before the interview. What's that? How the research I did on my man Primes. The EK shades. The EKs. Emmanuel Kahn, for all those that don't know like me, who did not know. I don't that know. That Prime's favorite glasses yeah, man, are EKs. That's what I wore. And your eldest son lost your favorite pair. Yes. Like the, the look back, like the iconic look back when I had on like the reversible mint jacket <laughs> when I was leaving to get ready to go catch the plane and play the two sports. He lost. I, I gave him those, man. Mm. My kids have lost so much stuff. All the old jury <laughs> that I had. They, they don't care. He has lost... $5,000, it don't seem like a lot, but then $5,000 watches, you know, just, just stupid stuff. That Son, do you know, like, forget the money, the sentimental part of this. Right. Like, I handed this to you like you was the prince, baby. You going to fumble the, the bag? They just, they, uh, if you don't earn it, you don't care. Because they didn't earn it. This is good advice this for my great kids. advice. This my son, advice. I'm going to let my son watch this, and he... Hey, Prime said it, not me. And be, so it's, you know, we saying the same thing. Some great advice. Be honest with your kids. I'm honest with them. I tell them where they rank that. I tell them who I care about the most. Like you, this month you are like fifth. Yeah, yeah. Ranking them. Yeah, rank them every yeah. month. Peanut does that, and I, he does yeah. a really good job. I, does, I, I do it every I'm month. not that great at you that. You got to rank them. You got to let them know where they stand. All your life, hadn't you been ranked? Oh, you've yeah, been I subjected to criticism. Time. Yeah, yeah. They need that. <laughs> they need that. Because guess what? You you're raising them, you 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 raise you want a dog, but you're raising cats. Yeah. Okay. You want a dog, but you're raising cats. <laughs> My youngest is a dog. My youngest yeah, is a dog. He, right li- now. he lives in a cat environment, so you better make sure. Yeah. Because the environment you grew up was totally different. And that's why you oh, where you are. Right. That's so you raising, point. you want a dog, but we're raising cats, so you got ooh, to be ooh. hard on them at some point in time. Let's, let's go. Yeah. I'm with it, man. Let's go. Um I'm just trying to come out to Colorado. You know, you want hey, the takeaway specialist? Well, if you... If you I'm a, I, could, I could teach all your DBs how to peanut punch. When you... First of all, people don't understand, for you to do what you did successfully, you had to be there. Oh, yeah. That's what they don't get. Mm-hmm. You couldn't make a play unless you were there. Understood. Okay. That's what they forget about. You were there right. to make the play. You can't do that if you're not there. So, I want you... When you come, I'm putting you to work. You yes. believe that. Let's do yeah. it. I'm yeah, ready. I'm for walking it. away. I'm letting y'all do your thing. I'm ready. I promise you that. I'm ready. You know, Dennis Thurman is there too. Oh, Coach Thurman? Yeah. DT was my DC at uh, Jackson. Okay. So he's uh, an analyst as well. So I had to take care of my dog. That's awesome. Yeah, he's there too. So okay. we got a, we got a plethora of uh, guys that from the, from the old school that could do I, that. I thing. really I enjoy it. that. Everything that you've done, uh, not only bless the, the young men who you're coaching, but also the coaching staff. 
and yeah. just continue to shine light, I'm man. Sure when, whenever to, man. it's beautiful, it reminds me of, uh, and I would never compare my younger daughter to you, but mm -hmm. one thing I always tell her, and I would tell you, is that when you shine, it literally allows yeah. so many others to shine That's as right. well. That's so right. continue to let your light be great. Continue well, to shine it. bright. Well, I appreciate keep you, on too, because no. we need that as yeah. well. Because when we doing that thing, and some bull junk happens, which bull junk happens about four times a year, each, yeah, yeah, each quarter, yeah. And we need folks to have our back because y'all know what time it is. Because y'all have been there and done that. And I appreciate y'all for keeping it 100. Nah, yeah, man, yeah. thank you. Thanks, thank thanks, you for joining us, man. Appreciate, appreciate it, Appreciate you, Thank you, man. Bless thank you, you so man. much. Looking clean. I'm trying to be like y'all when I'm Custom, going, baby. It's no, custom. No. See, these DBs are changing the game. See, <laughs> custom, we, they no. used to think we can articulate ourselves. <laughs> but now look at us. <laughs> we everywhere. We everywhere. everywhere. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. No problem, We got to pay some bills. But before we go, we are honoring Black History Month trailblazers, past and present. And here's NFL legend Max Strong honoring Heisman Trophy winner Ernie Davis. In 1961, Ernie Davis was the first African-American Heisman Trophy winner. As we continue to celebrate Black History Month across the league, we share the accomplishments of the past and the present. Davis, a high school All-American, followed in Jim Brown's footsteps and starring at Syracuse University. Wearing Brown's number 44 jersey, Davis put together a dominant senior year, which garnered him Heisman recognition. He was drafted number one overall by Washington in 1962, before joining his hero, Jim Brown, in Cleveland via trade. Unfortunately, before Davis could play in an NFL game, he developed leukemia, an illness that would end his life tragically at the young age of 23. His number 45 jersey is still retired to this day. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, we're back. Another episode here. And we're at, back. At Super Bowl 57 at Radio Row. We have a great guest today. Well, this time. Uh, with Mike Golick, NFL veteran former NFL veteran, Eagles great, and broadcast extraordinaire. <laughs> and you know you're great when all of a sudden they start drafting your kids right behind you into the same business. Yeah, so. how about it? That, that, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. But I love that's good this. good coaching. I, this is, well, you know, if only he would admit that. It's amazing. <laughs> he got into this business, my son Mike, and I thought he would be on, like, bended knee, oh, father, teach me the profession. Man, that dude came after me right away. <laughs> I mean, just just disagreeing with everything I was saying. I'm like, dude, come on. So when you do, you give him some advice. Now like, I give kinda... him bad advice. The way he's coming after me. No, no, no. I, I definitely do. But but I give him some. But he's really learned along the way. You know, it was one of those where I was a tenth rounder again back when there were twelve rounds. I was going to say, like, uh, yeah, I, exactly. I know there was twelve. Yeah, rounds. yeah. There were, and even before that, there were seventeen rounds. <laughs> yeah, that's how old I am. So what? Wait, you were drafted what year? 80, 80, 85. Okay, I was eighty-five. Tenth rounder. Mike was an undrafted free agent, so we uh, we came from the 
boy, you got to, you know, bust your hump you to, grind. To, to get a job and stuff. So you just basically carry that over. We just carry that over into this and, you know, tried, tried, to, tried to make it. 85 was a good year for the Bears, a good year to get drafted. Yeah, it was. That did was. you play him that year? William, no, we did not. William Perry was in my draft. The, yeah. the first oh, pick Reese, my yeah. year was Bruce Smith. He was the number one pick. He was number one. I was number 255. So there was a little difference. <laughs> okay. The only thing we had in common was two things. We played the same position, and we were drafted the same year. Other than that, our <laughs> our careers went different paths. So I got – so was it 80 – I think it was 88, Fog Bowl. Fog Bowl was in Eagles, that. Yes. Eagles. Eagles, Bears. Bears, yeah. Couldn't see maybe 10, 15 yards. The, during that game, because they didn't want to postpone it. Yeah. I remember being on the field and the ref was standing in the 50-yard line, and he was talking in his microphone to the, to the upstairs, and he said, yes, I can see both goalposts from here. I looked at him, I said, what the hell are you looking at? Dude, I can't see 15 yards <laughs> right. that way. There'd be a play to the outside, and the person would disappear. But they didn't want to postpone it, so whoever was going to be ahead in that game by the time it rolled in was going to win because that was, was a divisional game was, right? yes yeah yes. so it, what's what, what's your fondest memory of that of that of that game nothing because we lost <laughs> and i couldn't see anything i mean it was it was probably a, a memory I'm, I'm, i guess it wouldn't be a fond memory is listen we've all played a long time whether it's a little league all the way through the yeah. nfl so we played in snow sleet rain all wind I have never seen anything like that. When we all saw the fog rolling in off the lake, first we thought it was fireworks and smoke from that. Right, yeah. But then it just kept coming in, and all of a sudden we were engulfed. It was something none of us on either team had ever seen so before. So did anybody throw the ball? Randall, right, the, yes. he threw for 400 yards. Yes, yes. Short passes. <laughs> okay. Because there would be, they tried a couple longer passes, and I, I kid you not, you know, you're, you're rushing, and then they throw the ball, and you look, and you just see the ball disappear. And you literally don't know. The, for all I know, the ball could have bounced right. right into a receiver's hands, and they could have said it was a reception. You had no idea. It was, I'd have, it was I'd have crazy. Been a store alone. It's going to bounce off the ground, but I'm going to pick it up and act like oh, a And let me tell you, th- think of what you could have got away with. Uh, you right? know, no more contact. I'm you're you're contact jer- 20 I'm yards down the field. Jersey. Yeah, I'm you're doing that anyway, right? My, let, I'm, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to nowadays with, with the way the rules are, man. That's true. Well, you want any kind of edge you can get as a defense, you try and take well, it. You guys are at the worst position at all is, is secondary guys now. It's horrible. D-line is now considering what you have to do with the quarterback. Yeah, like, I mean – if it is Could you amazing. have played today? Oh, yeah. That's the question I wanted to come at you. It was, would you like? How would you like? What is your opinion on if you had to play in today's era? So I was raised. You know, my dad played football in the Canadian Football League. He's a former Marine, big, strong, tough dude. And the way they taught football back then was when you tackle somebody, you run through them and you land on them and try and plant them. Yeah. yeah. That was legal. You know, people might hear that and go, oh, my God, but that was what you did. Yeah. We had a guy, Clyde Simmons, oh, yeah, who, the, who would come off the edge and he would, we call it the tuck, suck, and drop. Yeah. He would tuck the quarterback's arm in, suck him up, and drop him right That's on, how you separate right, his shoulder. He, he separated three one years. <laughs> That's how you do Again, it, it sounds horrible technique. to say. That's the technique. But you were allowed time. to do it. Yeah. Now, I mean, I think it's so unfair, A, for DBs to have to pull off the way they do, and for D linemen, when you're tackling a guy, what the hell are you supposed to do? I'm supposed to twist in midair so I don't land on <laughs> we him? We were talking about it's that earlier. I understand the safety part of it, mm-hmm. but – I think they're breaking too many eggs to make this omelet at times. For sure, for sure. So you've been successful with TV, radio, pod, play-by-play. Like, what's been ultimately your your favorite 
platform that you've been doing? Well, from, from it, it's interesting, I'll answer it this way first. People always say, do you want to be remembered more as a football player or broadcaster? I said, are you kidding me? I said, I've never woken up from a dream and said, oh my God, what a great segment that was. <laughs> it was always, so man, what a great hit I had in that quarterback, so right? I mean, but as far as broadcasting, I love doing a daily live show, especially in the morning, because people are on their way to work. I like to make them laugh a little bit, maybe take them inside the locker room yeah. or on the field. But in all honesty, I would say doing color commentary for games. Really? Because now you're at the game, you're still kind of involved in the game, you're still involved with the players. So for this one, like I, I do the, the, the call for Westwood One, the national radio partner for the NFL. So I'll be in, on, the, on the call for this game, for the Super Bowl. So nice. it, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I love being involved like that. I think I, I saw one of your first TV gigs back, I want to say when you first retired. And I think you, you hosted like a bloopers. I did. I did. Show? Yes, I did. I used to. I used to watch that. I, I hosted that. Then after I was playing with the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, I, Were you I hosted, still playing and hosting? I was playing and hosting. Okay. I would do a lot of that in the off season. Okay. Uh, we'd get a lot of shows in the camp. One year we did ten shows in Hawaii. I'm like, hell, sign me up for this every <laughs> year. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's kind of what got me going. And I did a, a, a piece when I was in Philly. You know, the quarterbacks get the shows. Yes, they so do. So I had a piece on the Randall Cunningham show, and it. So right you, time, you right were just a segment on his a, show. I was a segment on his show. <laughs> right time, right place, it won a local Emmy, and that's when ESPN oh. called and said, hey, we know you're still playing. In the offseason, you want to do some stuff with us. And and then when I was retired by the league, when nobody <laughs> called anymore, luckily ESPN called at that, at that point. Yeah, I, I definitely know that when when no, you, you don't want to retire, but you, you no. don't get that call and you're, you're, you're waiting for it. That's why I said they retired. Yeah. Well, that's why I said I feel, they yeah, retired. Well, yeah, people ask me, what year did you retire? I said, well, the league retired me in 94. <laughs> yeah, I totally hate that. So you got a you got a family podcast, right? Yes, yes. Sorry in advance, which we like to apologize to the people before they listen <laughs> to it. For actually listening. Yes, it's my wife who got this thing going. It's my wife, myself, my son Mike, my son Jake, his wife Jenny, and my daughter Sydney. And her, her husband, Ben Broniker, he played at Harvard. He played five years with the yeah. Bears, a tight end, and now mm. he's in med school. Real underachiever. Uh, yeah, dude's really <laughs> smart. But we have this and. We just kind of go. It's not even sports. Right. I mean, and that's when we find out that, like, my daughter-in-law and my daughter say some really dumb stuff, you know, and we laugh at them and laugh with them. It's just – plus it's a great time every couple of weeks just to kind of get us all together. And well, Mike, yeah. you, you told me earlier a story about it was that you learned that your daughter-in-law about rotating tires, yeah. right? So my daughter-in-law thought rotating tires meant you take it to the garage, you put it up on the jacks, and you just spin the tires. And Man. we were like – what was going to happen to the tires? <laughs> I don't know. You just keep spinning them till they're even. I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know the thought process of that. But, but she, she was, and, and quite honestly, obviously nowadays you throw it out to Twitter. Yeah. There were a lot of people that agreed. They were no. like, yeah, that's what I thought it was too. I'm like, oh my okay. god. Okay. It's like, wow. I said, could you imagine? Yeah, just put it up on the jack, spin the tires. All right, that'll be a hundred bucks. We're ready to go. <laughs> That'd so be ready. Your wife must be batting a thousand right now because it was her idea to come up yep. with this podcast. And then I, I, I saw a recent uh, you video. You did an interview. It was her who picked for Mike. Mike, I, I know you tried out like thirteen or fourteen hosts. <clears throat> yep. And then when he was on the show, he wasn't in rotation. Right. And then she was like, "He's geeky, but I like him." That was pick him. It was exactly it. I had after Tony Bruno left my original partner. There were 13 people they brought in yeah. between October and December of 99. Greeny was a fill-in. He was doing ESPN News, and they mm -hmm. were like, yeah. okay, one yeah. of the 
one of the actual candidates can't make it in, can you fill in? And I would talk to my wife after the first segment of every person and she would give me an update or what she thought. And with Greeny, quote was, sounds kind of geeky, but he's the one. And sure enough. But like what made him the one, was it? Yeah. You know what, I, I think it was the fact that he grew up a fan and a writer, I grew yeah. up a player. Okay. You know, we were we were truly the odd couple. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so that's how we related to one another. And it just kind of worked. The chemistry was just, it's one of those things you just, right, right. it was just kind of there and it just kind of developed even more over the years. So talk a little bit about uh, Huddle Up, Let's Talk Obesity. Yeah, so uh, huddleupobesity.org is the website to go to. And mm -hmm. listen, you guys know, you've seen teammates, especially from our side of it. Like when I finished playing, I was about 290, but you know, a playing shape yeah. 290. Two years later, I'm 320. Damn. You know, and I mean an ugly 320 where I walked out of the shower one day and said, oh, my God, I need to do something. And so what I did is it was my wife and my, my family who helped. So that's the biggest message I have, not only for former ballplayers who, who go the wrong way, but everybody in general out there yeah. who are living that life. Because a lot of people want to just hide it and, and they're embarrassed by it so they won't seek help right and yeah. especially men they won't do a yearly check luckily we have a physical oh, every year yeah. guys won't go see doctors because we lived the life of the doctor asking you okay i'm fine i'm playing you know now a lot of guys feel well there's nothing wrong with me at the diet right, i don't go right. to the doctor yeah, yeah. and it doesn't tell me hurting, there's something wrong exactly right i'm not hurting Push so my, my point is involve everybody you know what? It's something you have to deal with. It's not just go on one diet. It's a lifestyle change right, right. Uh, that people need to do, but you need to do it with other people. We lived an itinerary life. Oh, when yeah. to be somewhere, what to wear, what to eat. Now, all of a sudden, you got to make your own decisions yeah. when you're done playing. And a lot of times, they can lead to bad decisions and unhealthy decisions, and you got to be able to pull it back. You need a support group to do all it. All right. Now, as a former football player, we're all used to getting graded here. How would your wife grade you in your whole journey through this Obesity well, I mean, challenge and, all, I and think lifestyle challenge. Now, it, it obviously started out as an F when I went the wrong <laughs> way. But God love her. I mean, she got me into the 290s and into the 260s. I was also diagnosed with type 2 diabetes okay. when I was in the 90s, when I was about 42. And when I was in the 290s, my dad had it as well. So now I had to deal with that and make sure I lost weight because of that. It's another thing obesity can bring on other health yeah, yeah, issues yeah. as well. I'm now the weight I was my senior year in high school. Okay. So, I mean, I feel great. So I think she'd give me, listen, I'm never going to give myself an A because I was known for eating a lot of donuts and cookies when I was doing radio and TV. I still do, just not as often. Okay. Right? And, and also I think, Moderations. also I think, you know, uh, people say, Golik, you look pretty good now. I said, well, I think I'm still worth more to my wife alive. So, you know, she's feeding me well. That's it. That's the whole deal. That's, that's I told it. you, man, she's batting a, she batting a she thousand. Right I didn't know now. that. Yeah. I didn't know she picked your partner. She did. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, that was ex her exact quote. Sounds kind of geeky, but he's the one. And <laughs> sure enough, 17, 18 years later, it worked out okay. So one of the questions we always ask some of the guests that we have on the show, your uh, Rushmore, Mount Rushmore, your personal Mount Rushmore, who would you have Four people? That influenced your life. It had to be doesn't have to be fully sports related. So I was. And you get I four because not everybody knows. I was never um, one of those that had a sports idol. Okay. My father was always my hero, always. So my dad would be on on there, and then in all honesty, two other guys from my high school. I mean, those are really such formative years. Yeah. The head coach mm. there, God rest his soul, Bill Gutbrod, was my coach in Cleveland, Ohio, at St. Joe's High. Just laid a great foundation, and another coach who was a football coach, but also my wrestling coach. Me and my brother Bob wrestled in college and at Notre Dame. 
John Story was his name, was an incredible, incredible developer of of the the whole person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I and people always ask me when I go out and do talks, who's your idols or whatever. And I mention these guys, they don't know who they are, but these are the ones that influenced mm -hmm. oh, me. Oh yeah, yeah. So those are the three and, and I would I would imagine I have to put my mom up there. If it's not my mom, it's my wife because yeah. my wife is truly the backbone of our family without question. They always um, are. So yeah, it's not really anybody else crazy outside of kind of who helped mold me you know, as, as a young kid. Yeah, yeah. Mike, that's a great list, man. That's so. dope. Well, well, thanks for uh, coming on podcast. We appreciate you. I know Rome appreciates you. I my, know you're my busy. My pleasure. Oh, I love what you guys are doing, radio, though, man. How you got you guys digging this uh, this world? It's really fun. Uh, me and Peanut get to talk a lot more. Right. Yeah. He usually just cracks jokes on me I the do. whole time. I let him do the. He the more. He's. I call him my 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 darker Barbara Walters. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to. You know, I'm I'm more like laid back, chill. But I let I let him take the whole thing. But I'm I'm just I'm more laid back, chill. It's kind of fun not doing sports all the time. Though. It We're, is. It is. It is. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, talk about you know who in your life knows how to rotate tires. Because people think you just know sports, and it's <laughs> right, nice right. to get to know the other side of you, the person outside of the locker room. We are well-rounded. Yes, we are. What we, we are. are. We are not just robotic athletes. Don't put us in a box. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Mike, we appreciate, appreciate you, Mike. No Thank problem. you, man. Thank sure. you very much. All right. Well, we are done. It's a wrap. First day in the books. It went, it went pretty good. What'd you say? I think it went excellent. Honestly, um, I want to thank Dion Sanders, Coach Prime. I mean, he's the living legend that we all got to see. And he was custom fit today. Clean as always. Blue jean. Was it blue jean? It was definitely blue jean. Okay. Custom fit blue jean. No doubt. Uh, Mike Golick for joining us as well. Well-spoken, amazing man. He might be one of the original GOATs from the transition you yes. know his second career his post yes. act, what he's doing like he he might be one of the first to and go it, from football to tv and do it so smoothly his transition was smooth and it's uh, he's still killing the game right now so that he uh, is so thank him as well for coming in man also i want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in as always continue to tell spread the word tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend all right hit the click follow give us a review a couple likes hit us up Continue to push it around. Thank you, as always, from the NFL Players Second Acts podcast. With an S. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.